it is almost July and I still don't have a P5. They got games coming out on PS4 because nobody has a P5 to play the fucking P5 exclusive games, man. This is insanity. three happened this weekend kind of sort of e3 ain't really been the same in a long time uh since we're talking about p5s i'm gonna go ahead and come at sony's neck man nintendo fuck you too but i'm getting real tired of sony doing this thing where like they don't want to be at the like main e3 show with everybody else and they want to go do their own thing afterward Stop trying to wait and see what Microsoft and Nintendo are going to do so you can change your show afterwards. Get some fucking consoles into the hands of actual fucking gamers. Okay. And give us some fucking games to play. That's the worst part about getting a P5. Aside from Ratchet and Clank just coming out, what the fuck this nigga is going to play, man? What is out for the P5 that can't be played on anything else right now? Still. Still, the console came out in fucking November, man. Ratchet and Clank, honestly, it looks great. If I had a P5, I'd buy it. Returnal looks okay, but let's be real, niggas only playing that because they ain't got shit else to play on the fucking console. So, anyway, we gonna really be positive this time. I mean it this time. I know I say that a lot. I know I keep saying I'm gonna be positive. I'll be positive. And then you hear me go off for an hour. But I'm going to give y'all at least 10 clean minutes of positivity on this one. First off, they finally fucking showed Elden Ring, man. And we haven't seen anything from that game. I think it got announced in 2019. And then that was just it. They showed us an announcement trailer and said, okay, cool. Have fun. I think it got held up because of COVID. It definitely looks like uh, Elden Ring graphically looks like it's kind of based around last gen hardware and it looks like it was probably supposed to be something that was supposed to come out around 2020 something. They did give us a they gave us a release date. It's going to be in January of 2022, but I think it was probably supposed to be either late last year or early this year, Um, possibly even mid last year. There was definitely something internally that kind of pumped the brakes on that game or they probably had to make some changes, but I'm going to be honest, even with it looking graphically a little behind the expectations now, especially when you look at the Demon Souls remake, gameplay-wise, it looks fucking phenomenal. It looks like, honestly, it looks like Dark Souls 4, man, and I, I'm okay with them doing that. I think a lot of times, um, you know, people have this expectation that it has to do something wild or something insanely different, and... It doesn't need to do that. It needs to take the elements, take the ingredients, take the essence, the soul, whatever you want to call it. Take those bits that made these games good. Take those bits that have carried over from Demon Souls all the way up to Sekiro. 
take those, take what works, take what doesn't. If you're introducing an open world, make those adjustments and go from there. And from with from poof, English, excuse me. And with what I've seen so far, it looks good. I mean, first off, it's an open world. Um, if you haven't played any of the Souls games or Souls adjacent games or anything like that, they've never really had open worlds. Um, Demon Souls was not interconnected at all. It was a hub world. And then with the Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Sekiro, they kind of turned it into like a branching linear-ish world where it kind of wrapped around in some ways, but it was for the most part fairly, fairly limited in where you were going. It wouldn't be considered open. I don't think that's fair. This is supposed to be the first one that's open, and I really want to see how they do this. Um, I don't expect it to necessarily be massive. I don't think it needs to be. I think sometimes you can get these open worlds that are so big that they are big with no character. I would rather have a small to medium open world that feels very distinct and lived in and exciting and every area of it is like ooh ah ooh rather than having like yeah it's huge but so much of it is generic green rolling planes that you're just kind of not excited about it um i loved what i saw in the trailer about the mount um it was one of those things where like you know you think of what mounts are like in video games and there's always kind of this thing where it's like you either have an actual tangible mount that you either have to keep up with or you like summon it and it just runs up out of a bush somewhere off screen just casually like your horse just found you halfway across the map or you basically pull it out of your pocket you know what i mean like it's kind of one of those like tropes or whatever in gaming that it's just hey here's a pocket horse and i think people have tried to like alleviate that with things that are a little more realistic but then you run into situations like um like in Elder Scrolls, especially in Oblivion, it got to the point where it's like, why even fucking bother with a horse if every time I turn around, this motherfucker's either not there, he's off some bush somewhere, I gotta find it. So, um, I like how it looks like it's like this spiritual thing, and you like summon the spirit, and then it kind of comes in from like a ghost form to like a real form, and then when you dismount, it disappears just the same way, and it just looked so fucking smooth, man. It just, it looked like they decided to not do anything with mounts or mounted combat or anything until they felt like they could do it right and it looks right as fuck it looks so fucking good combat looks buttery it definitely looks to be more paced like dark souls 3 um from what i've seen seems a little faster than uh especially than dark souls 1 um but i'm really eager to see what they do with it it just i don't know and i'm it's one of those things where from software has gotten to a point to me in gaming that I know they're gonna put out a solid piece of work. I don't think they've done a bad game in a long time. And you know, I was rocking with them even back in the Armored Core days when you just played that because of the niche. You know what I mean? Where like, if you weren't into it, maybe it just wasn't for you, whatever. But like, I think the Souls games are legitimately good games. Really, really interested to see what uh, Elden Ring hits for. I saw what looked like a little bit of multiplayer. I'm interested to see how they change that up. I'm also interested to see what the lore and the story looks like. I mean, we got George R.R. Martin involved. Is it gonna be more lore heavy, like in your face? Because the Souls games lore is usually stuff that's like, it's not so overt. This is the story, this is what happened, but that's not really how they work. You find lore through 
a lot of smaller things that you piece together um, from whether it's item descriptions or interacting with certain characters and stuff like that. And um, there's a lot of like, you just kind of have to piece it all together yourself. And it starts to make some sense, but it takes some work and some appreciation and some actual like gathering of the world to pick up the lore. So I'm wondering if it's going to be more uh, traditional than that. I think that's the word that I'm looking for. Um, and if so, how much more traditional? Because I think some of the people who appreciate how lore is in the Souls games is going to appreciate it being low. And they may feel a little slighted if it gets a little too more, a little too much more like a traditional storytelling element there. I'm definitely eager to see where it goes, what it looks like. I'm interested to see what the customization looks like. Because um, that was one thing that I was not a fan of in Sekiro. It was kind of a turnoff for me, I'll be honest. It was no multiplayer no customization i mean i know it's not only what we play for but that's a big factor um yeah i'm just i'm just ready man i think i'm just ready I keep saying man i gotta work on that not everyone in my audience likes to be referred to as man but i hope everyone in my audience understands that when i say man i just mean human all right whatever you identify as you don't identify as a human that one we might run into an issue with, but hey, you know, let me know what you prefer to be called. You can find me on IG, slide my DMs, let me know what you prefer and I'll give you a shout out, okay? Anyway, yeah, really excited about Elden Ring, people, I really am, really am, should be a solid fucking start to next year. Especially, I mean, it's gonna be out on PC, so your boy's probably gonna end up playing it on PC. If I can get my fucking hands on a next-gen console, I'll do it. Just to fucking do it at this point, man. Like, this is insane. This is still insane. I almost bought the fucking cheapo Xbox Series S just to get something. But I don't want the cheapo hot plate, man. Then I gotta try and find a, a, a Series X later. I said I was gonna give y'all 10 minutes of positivity. I didn't even fucking make it. I just am who I am. I am who I am. <laughs> I am who I am. But... That was, whew, story of the weekend for me. Even though it was only like two minutes of gameplay, everyone's dissecting it. It's like the first little bit of food that we've gotten in a very long time. We're gonna appreciate every bit of it. It's nice to know that it's actually fucking real. That much is true. Moving on from that though, there's a lot of stuff coming. Some of it, I might play just to play, but um, they did announce Forza Horizon 5. Now, that one was a little strange because um, anyone who knows, Forza has always, well, for the longest time, it was just motorsport, right? It was just, you play Forza, you hop on a track, you do laps, it was always that. Then they busted out Horizon, um, and then they busted out another motorsport. And then there was another Horizon, and there was another motorsport, and it's always gone back and forth. So we're due for another motorsport, but somehow we're getting a Horizon first. Um, so that does seem to be a little bit strange, but I think this just kind of goes back to everything going on with COVID. I think right now, you know, different teams handle Forza Motorsport than who handles Forza Horizon. And I think it could have just been a situation where the Horizon team was able to get a lot more done. Um, there's also rumors, ooh, hold on, stick a pin in that. Hold on that, we'll double back to that. Um, 
but the motorsport team they did say near the end of the uh, uh, microsoft show that motorsport is still coming they didn't just sweep it under the rug so that's going to be interesting as much as i appreciate horizon sometimes i like a good track racer sometimes i like to hit laps have clean races not be racing in the dirt dealing with clown asses driving trucks and shit like that crashing right i mean those are gonna be everywhere but sometimes you know i like the whole forza versus gran turismo for that like sim light feeling that uh the motorsport games and the gran turismo games give um so you're not like oh let me jump all the way to R factor <laughs> or whatever super sim whatever shit that you want to do but i also don't want to play something super duper like fucky and off-road not that horizon isn't bad again i enjoy horizon for what it is but i tend to prefer just a different flavor from time to time getting back to horizon though i've heard some strange not strange but i've heard some interesting rumors about horizon so if for whatever reason you didn't see the uh the xbox show they were kind of uh they're really honing in on some of the graphics in a really obscure way now we know racing games are always out to showcase the power of a new console that's kind of what they have done forever hey ooh, look at how sexy this ferrari looks it almost looks like a ferrari in real life like they do that every console generation it's one of those things that it's a game but it's just real enough that we can relate to all that other stuff i get it right i get why you use that to show the power of a console but they were really honing in on like environmental details and how detailed a rock would be and all that other stuff. And at first I was under the impression where I was like, okay, I get it, the game looks good. Like, I don't know. But that new fable that's supposed to be coming out. Yeah, that fable. Apparently it's gonna be using the same engine. So if that's the case, maybe that's why they're showing off the extra little details, you know what I mean? seems seems like a reach but it could also be like hey if you think this environment looks sick in a racing game where you're going to be whizzing by it at 200 miles an hour imagine what it's going to be like in a fantasy rpg where you you're going to be climbing on them rocks man so i hope you know i mean i hope that is uh that's worth something i hope it's the same engine i hope fable comes out and succeeds because fable has been wild disappointing and I don't want to say lately, I just want to say forever, man. I have played every single Fable. I put a lot of hours into them. I've bought them all. I've paid for expansions. I've done the whole thing. And Fable has constantly and consistently been, hey, this is what we were trying to do, and here's what you got, and you get about 40% of what was promised. Now, apparently, Peter Molyneux is like just known to be a professional fucking liar out in these streets, but man, we fell for it. You know I beat Fable 3 in a day on accident? I'm pretty sure most people did. It was a very short game. But I bought, I remember, I remember being a college age young man, fucking off with not a lot of money in my pocket, barely taking my classes seriously, and a whole lot of time. I remember after class, I was like, Fable's out today. Let me swing by the game shop real quick. So I go on, get my Fable, get back to the crib, load it up. Now this is in the era where you didn't have to install games, but might as well, you know what I mean? I ain't got nothing else to do. Go and set it up to install, maybe go get something to eat, come back. Oh shit, that was quick. Damn, they must be really getting this install thing down. Pack. Should have paid more attention. 
So now I'm playing this goofy-ass game. And I'm actually having a good time. Story's getting a little wild, but I'm having a good time. And I'm getting to what feels like... Oh, wow, this is a twist. The story's really going to go in a different direction here. I didn't expect this to happen so soon. My character was, like, irrelevant. Now I'm about to be, like, ruler of this, that, and the third. I'm about to be that nigga. They got me managing the kingdom, this, that, and the third. I got this many days until shit goes left. I got, like, basically, like, a year or something like that. So each day that I do this, ba 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 So you do something for one day. The timer goes down a day. You do something for another day. The timer goes down a day. And then, like, the time jumps up, like, 200 fucking days. And then you do like one or two more things and the game's over. I put, I think I checked it. It said it was 10 hours, give or take. I put 10 hours into Fable 3, start to finish with fucking off and doing side stuff. I don't think I did all of it. I don't think there was a lot of it, but 10 whole fucking hours. And that's with me fucking off a of character customization and trying to all this other shit. Ten hours. Are you serious? Ten hours. And that was it. It was done. Sixty fucking dollars for ten hours. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. I just want to be positive. I'm trying to be positive. Fables on life support for me. I'll keep an eye out. From a healthy distance. Fable is like when you fucking around with somebody who you have some fond memories with, but they mostly were a piece of shit. And so you're kind of at that point where it's like, ah, you suck and you keep saying you're going to be better, but you're never meaningfully better. Yeah, you improved here, but you're still not improving here, right? Like, ah, you ever fuck with someone who's trash? Like, well, not trash. They're not that great of a person. Maybe y'all don't talk for a little bit. And they double back, but they got hotter. And they're like, oh, shit. Well, I was already trying to do you before. You wouldn't have caught that upgrade. Let me see what that's like. But then they're still the same shit person inside. Because <laughs> apparently changing on the inside is a lot harder than, like, getting your body right. Which, I mean, I guess that's true. But yeah, so. It's supposed to be all the same engine. That's all coming out. Um. They also announced Starfield, so Starfield is Bethesda's new big, bad RPG, the whole damn thing. It's supposed to be uh, like Elder Scrolls in space. Um, I don't know if they exactly want you calling it that, but they kind of made like some hints that that's going to be the case. It's going to be a new... Good. Fuck me. It's going to be on a new engine, which is good to know, because the creation engine is shit. That's what they've been using for their last few Fallout games and Elder Scrolls games and all that other shit. It's been very bad. Very, very bad. So they're on a new engine. It's just Creation Engine 2. Not sure I trust these niggas to get it right. I really, really, really wish people would. Like, if you can do a proprietary engine correctly, do it. But we got Unreal 5 right around the corner and that shit looks amazing. If you cannot confirm to make a better engine, whatever money you think you're saving, whatever the fuck you think you're doing, keeping it in the house, fuck all that. Get an engine that works. Unreal's right fucking there, man. Go on, go on, pay whatever you gotta pay, swipe the card, and do it right, keep it moving. Because that shit ends up... You end up hearing shit where it's like, people are like, yeah, well, we really struggled to make this game because this company wanted us to use this engine, which is designed for this thing, but sucks for this. And it's like, yeah, there's engines out there that don't suck for that. But if someone could pull their head out of their ass for two seconds, 
But again, look at me. I'm trying to be positive. Oof. Oof. Gaming makes it hard to be positive, people. It really does. Just because I've been in it too long. I have been in it too long. I have been playing video games since I was like three or four. I am basically 30. <laughs> you know what I mean? I confirmed to have more than 20 years in playing games. And my first console that was bought for me was a Nintendo 64. First game, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. So, you know, and I had played NES before that. I had played uh, Super Nintendo before that. Uh, my family members had it. But the point is, is that like, I've been doing it long enough where I know that it has stopped getting universally better. And I've been doing it long enough to know that, like, it's not just nostalgia because this stuff is still out here. Like, sometimes you will have an idea about a game being fantastic and then you go back and you're like, oh, that's like a lot to deal with. Like, I love Time Splitters. I think the Time Splitter series is fantastic. But Time Splitters 1 is a terrible fucking game. Time Splitters 1 is very bad. And Time Splitters 2 has that weird in-between um, aiming system where, like, when you go to play it, it feels like... Because it's made, like, the team that made it was kind of, like, plucked and prodded and members, like, team members from other game studios. But some of the guys that, like, primarily worked on, like, GoldenEye and Perfect Dark from the N64 era. Which, when you play those games with an N64 pad, the way that you move and aim and shoot and stuff, like, in that, in those games, it makes sense because that was the technology of controllers at the time. That was the expectation of first-person shooters at the time. The double analog like dual analog stick standard wasn't really there yet ADSing and shit like that wasn't really there yet so it, it kind of that feeling at the time was very natural and we didn't have any gripes with it but then when you go back and play that now it's very 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 hard to play extremely hard to play and as a matter of fact on the inverse when they remaster some of these games like the perfect dark remaster is easy as fuck like I remember I, it's crazy right because age is age will do something to you that like doesn't make sense your cartridges would like store your data for some N64 games. Like for some of them you needed a save pack, but for some of them it just stored the data on your cartridge. And I think Perfect Dark was one of them, or maybe I still had my save packs, I don't know. I got N64s all over the fucking place. I don't know where this shit's at. But the point is, I put in Perfect Dark for N64. Like I was trying to play it on N64, this was in like 2014 or whatever. And I was looking at some of these records for missions that I set on the hardest difficulty, getting gold, this, that, and the third, getting it done. They had all these challenges and shit. Cause like back in the day, you, you used to have to do challenges to like unlock extra maps or character skins or whatever. Like there was stuff locked behind it that was like, well, like I, I completed the story with all this. And I gotta go do all these challenges and shit like that. And I'm looking at them like, how the fuck did I do this as a child? Cause I cannot do this shit now trying to deal with lower frame rate, lower resolution, this weird-ass three-prong alien control. I don't know what the fuck Nintendo was smoking. You know what I mean? All that shit. Like, it, it's difficult. But put me on the remaster and I can do the shit halfway unconscious because of the fact that it's now HD. It's now HD in 60 frames. It's now HD in 60 frames and has a modern control scheme. It almost, like... It's not only just easier because that's what I'm used to now. I know for a fact that there are things that shouldn't have been possible or if they were done with the old control scheme was mind blowing, but is now it just is what it is. And you'll run into that a lot with remakes, remasters, stuff like that. There's just some stuff that's like, well, yeah, this is no big deal now because the tools are different. 
literally how you input the game is different literally just what you're playing the game on is different so um i got a little on the weeds there but i mean what you want from the guy anyway going back to talking about gaming you get those games if you go play Time Splitters 3, it's a little more modern. It's a lot more easy. It's a lot easier to swallow. Even though Time Splitters 2 is my actual favorite from an experience-wise, from my memory of it and stuff like that, it's so much harder to just pick up and play than Time Splitters 3. Um, it even Time Splitters 2 even still has that old reload animation where like they didn't reload guns yet. They just drop it off screen and make a generic clip sound and then pull the gun back up and it's ready to go again. It feels so like late 90s early 2000s it's such a super nostalgic feeling but i can acknowledge nostalgia and i can acknowledge things were better i love need for speed underground one love it capital l love it but that comes from the era of racing games where difficulty was rubber band ai to the point where it's like <laughs> sometimes it'll happen in front of you because like it wasn't supposed to do that like on hard difficulty and you'll have a moment where you watch a, like an AI car take a corner at 9,000 miles per hour. Like perfect, just perfect line, apex, doesn't hit traffic. They're just fucking weaving, no speed. It looks like they're going fast and they're just getting farther and farther away from you. It's like, well, didn't want to have to restart this race, but there's literally no way I'm winning it from this point. And so that's one of those things that, yeah, we've made some changes. We've grown and stuff like that. But right now as a whole, it comes back to the fact that games are looking better but overall, on average, they're significantly more shallow, significantly more broken, significantly more mechanically underwhelming, significantly more like the average for the quality of games has declined and the price for games has deceptively gone up. I know I've kind of beat the fuck out of this horse, but I just got to talk about it, especially with E3 just happening. If you need to charge me $100, for a game, that's fine. Because games did used to go up in price. Like, PS2 games were 50 bucks. So, well, they went to 60 bucks for PS3. Okay. But they never increased in price after that and what you pay to get the game. But what they did do is, oh, well, the game's still 60 but then the season pass is $25. But then the season pass only counts for one DLC, and then the next season you need to buy another season pass. If you don't pay for the season pass, and that all is individually, hey, you want to unlock this new skin? $6 per skin. Next thing you know, between that, mom's credit card, and some little kid who doesn't understand the value of a dollar, someone can fuck around and spend $500 on this fucking game. And it's just deceptive and shady, and it feels like we're now getting betas and shit we're now getting games that are allowed to be not feature complete and i get it i'm sure there's something behind it where that's the most lucrative way to make the money and me i will spend the money if i feel like the money is worth it if you give me fire ass 60 dollars for my time and you want 20 more for some fire ass dlc and some 20 more for some fire ass if you give me heat I will pay for heat. I'm not one of them people. But you got me out here paying for mid. And that's the shit that I'm not okay with. Because it's one of those things where it's like, I get it. I'm grumpy. I'm old. Whatever the fuck. Right? But like, really and truly, there used to be something to get excited about in gaming minimum every year. Not skeptical. Not, oh, let's wait and see. Excited. They showed gameplay for a new Battlefield game, and niggas in the comments are like, uh, I don't know. Let's wait and see. We don't really want to spend our money yet. We don't want to do this. 
what happened to just hype, man? The last little bit of hype we had left, Cyberpunk drove that shit off a fucking cliff. It's really and truly getting to a point where, like, even the people who do this, who spend the money, aren't excited about it. Matter of fact, I'm stressed because I'm like, well, I've been planning on upgrading my rig. Who the fuck's dick do I have to suck to get a goddamn 3080 out here? Like, where am I? The graphics card is really the part that I need. You know what I mean? I'm about to have to fuck around and buy a pre-built so I can pull the graphics card out of my... Like, I can't get a next-gen console. I can't get next-gen hardware for my PC. What the fuck is left? Man, it seems like right now, somehow, we have to pay exorbitant amounts of money for shit that, like, it's it's just... It is fucking nutty. And all of that for the games to maybe be mid... Like, I know I can have fun with Forza. I still think Forza Motorsport 2 is the most fun I've ever had on a fucking Forza game. But I'll still have fun with uh, Forza Horizon 5. Halo Infinite's on the way. I'll have fun with some Halo, nigga. It's Halo. You can always find some fun at Halo. I'm gonna have some fun with Baldur's Gate 3. I'm gonna have some fun with Elden Ring. Uh, I'm... I don't think Fable's gonna be here anytime soon. Apparently they're trying to do another Perfect Dark. Although there's stuff coming that might be worth peeking into. Might be worth eh, keeping the eyelid cracked open. But like there's really and truly nothing that's like, I don't know, even the shit that's exciting. Even the shit that's really and truly fucking exciting, it's like, well, I still gotta get the fucking console to play this on and they're not putting anything out. And I understand that there's a chip shortage and all this other shit, but you knew scalpers existed. And you knew that your consoles weren't getting into the hands of people. There's literally data that shows that approximately 25% of the millions of P5s that have sold have never even been turned on. Now, maybe they've been turned on, but they've never been connected to the internet, right? I think that's how they get the data. Don't quote me on that, but the point is, is that that means there are millions of consoles that have been purchased that are sitting waiting for some fuckhead to flip them. And those are just the ones that have never been turned on. I'm sure some have been bought. Check. Hey, is it working? Cool. Now I'm going to box this shit back up. It's in the warehouse. Or maybe, hey, I bought it. I'm going to play it for a little bit. Get a little something out of it. Then I'm going to flip it back because the market's great. Like, there's so much. God of War 2 is going to be coming out on PS5 and PS4. And it's not even coming out this year. There's no fucking way you can convince me that they intended for that to be a PS4 game. When, like, we, again, we I've been gaming for a long time. So when the, like, 360 and shit for, like that first came out, there were some last-gen ver- or cross-gen versions of titles. Because I remember um, I ended up having to get Need for Speed Most Wanted on a current-gen console because I had to wait two fucking weeks to get my Xbox 360, which in 7th or 8th grade or however the fuck old I was in 2005, felt like a nightmare. So then I played it on that for a couple weeks and then went and got it for 360 and I was finally in the fucking big leagues. But that was two weeks. I couldn't get a console for two weeks. They had more in two weeks. And I went in and picked it up in person in two weeks. Also, the niggas at that fucking game crazy climb. They said I was in the first shipment. Fuck them. That's why your store's gone. That's why Hollywood Video's gone. Y'all niggas is bumps. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. It, it's... There's always the cross-gen period at a new console release. Right? But not to this degree. When PS4 and Xbox One came out, 
there's a little bit of cross-gen. There's always going to be a little bit with some of the multi-platform games, games that are a little, you know. But the exclusives tend to be, get the new hardware, nigga, this is where it's at. It's very, very, very rare to see exclusives be cross-gen. Because they're trying to sell you the new hardware. They're trying to push them. They're trying to show you what that jump looks like. And for there to be this many cross-gen, like, it's even looking like some of the Xbox stuff is going to be cross-gen as well. I don't know if that's confirmed, uh, but people are saying that Halo Infinite might somehow still be able to be played on Xbox One. Sounds like a fucking nightmare. <sighs> but the it, it just comes down to the fact that this is all happening. Uh, God of War, all these cross-generation Xbox games, Godfall, which I know niggas didn't play it, but... They're literally porting it to PS4. After they said, there's a tweet, data, there's a tweet, or maybe it's an interview or something. These niggas who developed Godfall said, we're not putting the game on PS4 because what we need to do for this game to succeed, it literally can't be done on PS4. It's not powerful enough. And they're now saying, hey, you know what? Not enough niggas playing this on PS5. We have to go and move it to PS4. I was talking to my boy about it. It's like, you know what? I wasn't excited about Godfall, but if I could get a fucking P5 in my hands, I would have played it because I had a fucking P5 to play it on. And again, it's not like I don't be trying. It's not like I can't afford a P5. I just don't want to pay some scalper fuck nearly double the price for a console with no games. Like, if I'm going to go get ran up on by a scalper, I'll at least do it for a fucking graphics card. Because I know that graphics card is going to hold me down for a very long fucking time. <laughs> Man, I just... I don't know. But they announced games. There's stuff coming. Halo Infinite got a pretty intense multiplayer breakdown. It's gonna be free to play. Um, they're gonna charge for cosmetics. They're gonna charge for battle passes, but battle passes don't expire. I like that. I like that a lot. So what that means is, I know in a lot of games, if you think about it, you get a battle pass or a season pass, whatever the fuck they want to call it. If you don't finish it before they decide they're going on to the next season, it doesn't matter if you paid for it, that shit's gone. They're saying that if you buy one at any point, you have that forever. You can make progress towards that and unlock shit for it. I think that is super duper sick. From what I have seen of the gameplay as well, it looks like Halo with a bit of modern flair with the right amounts where it still feels like Halo, but it feels like they're trying to bring it into the future. I gotta get hands on with it, but it looks good. It looks a lot better than what we saw when we was roasting the fucking graphics as well. It makes sense, they hired some new talent, they got some old like Halo niggas, like Bungie niggas involved, like ex-Bungie niggas involved. So I think they're really trying to do something with this and from everything that they've said, I really want them to succeed. I didn't think, I'm almost more excited for Halo based off of what these people are trying to do and what it seems like they're almost like trying to listen to gamers what the fuck trying to do what we want to experience want to hear shit like that i'm almost willing to cut them some slack and fuck with them a little bit off the strength of hey it sounds like y'all are just trying to make a good fun game i think they're still charging for the campaign but free to play multiplayer to get as many people in as possible to have it where you can hop in hop out they even said it in their interview yeah you know sometimes a new update comes out you just want to check out and see what happens yeah do that charge for cosmetics make your money that way man as long as you're not charging for some shit that's going to be pay to win or some bullshit i'm okay for that let people get in for free as long as the grind isn't stupid give me something meaningful to spend my money on i'll do that they were also talking about how there's oh okay 
they were saying that the way that you unlock stuff in the game is actually like by playing the game like you don't just like oh well i want this so i have to buy it. it's literally like hey you have to do things in halo to get stuff for halo and i know that sounds mind-blowing but think of the last time you played a game where everything you did couldn't you couldn't just swipe your card and get it or they wouldn't be like here's this new skin that you can only get with money now there may be some things where you have to buy the battle pass to unlock it and then maybe unlock it in the game i'm not saying that won't happen but you know one of the we talk about with halo when it comes to like the hayabusa armor and the recon armor and all that other shit from the old halo days when somebody had that before they gave it to everybody there was a point where they gave it to everybody at the end of uh halo 3 halo 2 halo 3 yeah yeah, yeah. sorry hayabusa was halo 3 anyway there was a point where like they just gave that to everybody but before that, when you saw somebody with that, you're like, oh, this guy fucking plays. I mean, I'm sure women played back in the day, too, but it was a lot of sweaty, sweaty niggas on Xbox back in the day. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, when you saw that, it's like, okay, this motherfucker plays. When you saw Recon, it's like, okay, this motherfucker plays. Like, this was not, the, the account recov era didn't exist. You couldn't go pay some kid you couldn't go pay some sweaty streamer or whatever to go unlock some shit for you. You couldn't swipe the card and get it that way. If somebody had some hard to obtain shit, nine out of ten times, they really fucking earned that shit, man. Maybe the last out of ten times, the older brother got it or something. Or they, uh, maybe had one of those, I got a mod chip for my Xbox, bro. That's how I fucking got it. That wasn't as bad in the Xbox days. In the PS2 days, playing PS2 online, because it was the wild, wild fucking west, that hacks, mods, GameShark, all of it, they didn't check for a whole lot. I did a lot of questionable shit with GameShark back in the PS2 days. I didn't even hold you. But still, it really feels like Halo Infinite is, at least from what I've seen at this moment, listening to, it's acknowledging the heritage of Halo doing what should be fun for gamers to play a game. And I think it's it's gonna be good. I, I want it to succeed. Based off of what I've seen, I want them to succeed just off of what they're doing. I'm hoping that they can somehow set a new standard, but we'll see. Again, um, Nintendo, it's just so hard for me to check for Nintendo these days because they just, I'm not their target audience anymore. I don't think I've been their target audience for a long time. Sony's still playing, so as of the recording of this, their shit's not even out yet. And um, we're going to see from there, but really, really interested to see what's going on. Most of the Xbox stuff is going to be available to be played on PC anyway, so like, even if I don't get a Series X or I don't get a graphics card, I'm sure I can run something. I mean, I'll admit my rig's getting tired, but, you know, I figure if I can run Destiny 2 fine, I, th I think I'll be able to run Halo, I can make some adjustments, run it at 60, whatever. Um, but that's where we're at on the gaming front, for right now. I don't think I missed anything, but that's where we're at on the gaming front. Um, flipping over to cars for a little bit, whew, whew, let's flip over to cars for a little bit. First off though, I just got a quick pit stop. I went to Texas recently. I was in the Austin area. I was there for a few days. Now, I will admit, I had the best brisket I've ever had in my life. But I also saw the worst driving I ever saw in my fucking life. 
It was very bad. It was very, very bad. I bet not never hear y'all Texas motherfuckers. I better not hear anybody from Texas ever say a goddamn thing about a California driver again in my life. Y'all niggas is trash. You're trash drivers. Your roads is trash. Y'all got all these bullshit highways that aren't freeways. Y'all got a speed limit that's 70 plus. But then your exit is like a damn near 90 degree turn with no roll up or nothing. And you wonder why I did. <laughs> I was in Austin and you would see it would literally be like a Range Rover next to like an Altima with a dent. And it was either literally like extreme wealth or almost everyone's car was like bapped or dirty. I don't know. Maybe I was just out with a bunch like looking at a bunch of trash. Texas. Let me stop now, because I can make a whole pod about my experience in Texas. Not a fan. Not a fan. Y'all had some great brisket. Y'all had a million of the same skinny white girl. I appreciate skinny white girl from time to time. From time to time. From time to time. Alright? But can I get a little something else? Can I get a chubby white girl? Like, at least the chubby. Like, you know what I mean? It was, I'm, listen. We just gonna we just gonna go and talk about the car, all right? I keep talking about this eight six and BRZ. They have been going off with the aftermarket on them already. I am a little I, I get it, right? They're Japanese cars, and Japan is gonna give them give them to the boys first, all right? Hand them out to the family. Y'all do whatever you gotta do with the car. Make some parts, make it look swaggy, build some hype. I got you. Here's Here's a couple pre-production models or however they got it set up, right? I mean, I'll be, okay. So first let's start with Subaru. So Subaru has been putting out a little bit of information about like their STI modifications. So with the uh, STI modifications, it's kind of really simple stuff. It's like lip kit, wing, exhaust. And it looks like a pretty like, looks like an exhaust that's gonna be more for Salomon power. I'll be honest. I think they kind of described it as that. They got some wheel options. Um, I think they had brakes. I don't remember if they had brakes or suspension. But very simple stuff for the BRZ from STI, which makes sense. You know, I mean, it's the factory. They're trying to put out stuff that they can warranty. So they're not trying to go OD. Clean enough, but it's starting to turn into that, like, that same look that I feel like I'm starting to see take over modified cars where everything is like, it's a lip, but it's unpainted. It's like black plastic. You know what I mean? It looks almost like a splitter, but not quite. You know what I mean? We're doing swan neck spoilers, and we're doing exhaust that just... I don't know. I get it. Times are changing. Things are evolving. But it feels very flavor of the month, and it, it feels like, um, you know, it's just not really doing it for me. I think to be fair though, Subaru, when they've done their like house modifications, I think they've always done stuff like that. I think I just never got super excited because like I've, I can appreciate a Subaru. I've owned a Subaru, but I've never been the Subaru guy. Like I've never gotten excited about STI stuff. So I think that might be it. Toyota on the other hand, for their like house GR stuff, since I guess TRD is dead now, I don't know, RIP. But for their house GR stuff, um, they have two versions. One is insane. One literally looks like some level three Need for Speed Underground body kits. And I mean, I respect them for the attempt, but that's OD. 
Um, they have a more street version that has some ingredients that I like and some that I don't. Still, both are a little more aggressive and a little more unique than what Subaru is doing. So I think that that's, I think it's really cool that they are, again, just like with what I appreciate about Halo, they're looking at this car as like, people are gonna buy this, and some people are gonna buy it and leave it the fuck alone, but a lot of people are gonna buy it and tune it, modify it, accessorize it, customize it, whatever, even if it's just, give me some different wheels, give me an exhaust something, right? I think it's really nice that they're looking at the fact like, this is the car for the enthusiast, and we want to let them know that we made this for y'all. Six-speed manual, rear-wheel drive, affordable, or modifications in-house, and we gave it to the tuning shops so they could get busy. So even by the time you get the car day one, it's parts out, mate. That, fucking respect the hell out of that. So there was a show in Japan, because it's always in Japan, um, where a few major tuning houses put out cars. I think uh, there was an HKS one for sure. There was a Trust slash Gretty one. Um, for people who don't know, we have Gretty out here, but it's Trust overseas, and they're technically the same company. I don't know if they do any Gretty branding overseas, because I'm not there, but out here, we're not gonna see Trust stuff. Um, but I fuck with Gretty Heavy. I think I've used some sort of Gretty product on every car I've ever owned, ever, forever, that I've modified, and I think I still will. Anyway, so HKS put out a car, Gretty put out a car, Sard put out a car, Cusco, who am I missing? Tom's, Tom's put out the orange one. Um, who, and I think Blitz? Why do I feel like I'm missing somebody? Anyway, so they all put out they all put out cars, and they were all like, I really appreciate that they all took very different stances on, or different angles on how they were going to modify them too. I, I love that. So when you start when you go to someone like Cusco, and Cusco makes things like roll bars, and I think they do some suspension stuff these days. Uh, do they do LSDs? I feel like I should know this. I know they do roll bars. I know a lot of people get the Cusco like cages and shit like that. I don't know what else these niggas do. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a Cusco. Anyway, but theirs was pretty simple, right? It looked like they didn't do much to the body. It was lowered, had some wheels. I think they put some brakes on it. Um, and I think they did like a muffler. And it had a nice little liver on it. But theirs was like super simple. Theirs was like an OEM plus. Almost like a like a cup car modification in the sense that like, if you know anything about when there's like a spec race, like spec Miata or like the, uh, when there's like factory cup cars, when like the modifications allowed for the car are mostly like, Hey, like you can do a little bit of handling mods. You can put a tire on it, but everything else is for like reliability and safety. You don't get to get wild with the engine and aero and stuff like that. At a glance, that's what theirs look like. I didn't get to dig deep into it. So I don't know. And honestly, it's a pre-production car. I don't think they really went OOD with it, but, um, that's what they did there. I thought that was pretty cool um, as like a very simple, okay, this is what like a really light modification could look like if you could see past delivery. Um, Sard and Blitz, they both had white cars and they both went with their own wide body options. And I gotta say their wide body options were very, they were unique. They weren't as intense as what I felt like I was seeing with the uh, 
with the house Toyota car, where it felt like what they did with that for the wide body was a little too OD, but it was pushing it. I'll admit, I, I like, uh, I'm an absolute old head when it comes to wide body kits and shit like that, and I absolutely would like to see more simple modifications or at least wide bodies that flow with the lines of the car. I love the idea of a car being wider. It gives it more presence. It makes it just feel like, uh, but I feel like when they lose the lines of a car, I'm not a fan of that. And this car has such good, strong character lines already. It does kind of bother me that they're getting a, a little too far away from those for my, for my level of comfort. Uh, moving up from that, there was the Tom's car, which I believe it had its own sort of arrow wide body thing as well. It was a little more subtle, but theirs was the only one that was blatantly not a factory color. It was a very like loud orange. It wasn't a metallic orange. It's almost like if you've ever seen like that orange challenger, uh, charger orange, very vibrant, like primary, not primary color, but like plucked it straight out of the rainbow orange, Skittle orange. Um, I'm torn about that. If you know me, you know I love brightly colored cars, but I feel like that orange was not hitting for this car. Um, their kit though, some of it, some ingredients I liked, some I didn't. In the rear, they did something with the bumper and the exhaust that makes it look a little more like the Lexus F cars, which I thought was actually a really good idea because that angle, like that real rear third quarter angle, if you really look at one of those and look at like uh, the Lexus, uh, I think it's the RCF coupe, I think so. They've turned some of the other cars into alphabet suit. But it has that has really similar character. It looks like the design was pulled from that a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Love to see it. Love to fucking see it. Um, but then we get into the HKS and the trust cars, man. And the HKS and the trust cars are like, that's, if I wasn't making, if I wasn't looking for like a low-key, simple street car, out of my 8.6 or BRZ or whatever I'm copying when that bitch come out, I'm telling y'all niggas, I'm getting, if I'm alive to get one, I'm getting one. They were two sides of the same, like, tuning coin. They touched a little bit of everything. Cars were boosted. The HKS car, coilovers, wheels, suspension, lip kit, spoiler. Um, they had a pretty swaggy livery. Um... The, the kit felt like it was race inspired, but not so racy that it's like, fuck, I feel like I'm going to break something off on the freeway. And I really, 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 uh, they went with a supercharger and I love that. I think if I were to boost one, cause that turbo sound cool, but superchargers are just a little, I mean, it's, it's on the intake side and to the exhaust side. You're not packing all this extra stuff into the bay. Uh, it's belt driven. You know what I mean? It's just, if you can fit it in there, nice and simple, nice and quiet, it, it gives like that super NA feeling. I talk about that a lot when it comes to superchargers on small engines. It just makes it feel like NA on some shit. You know what I mean? It still gives that nice, it feels powerful, but it gives you that nice, still linear power torque feeling. And for cars like this, I like that rather than that slap of the turbo kicking in. You can appreciate that. I think it's good. It's fun for what it is, but this is the type of car where if I were to boost it, I want that super NA feeling, and that's what a supercharger does. Um, so I like that. Uh, they're doing a very interesting thing on the exhaust. It looks like it's geared more for being lightweight than for gaining power, and that leads me to believe that maybe the 8.6 comes from the factory with a good size exhaust. 
Um, if it comes from the factory with a good size one, then that means that it's everything exhaust wise either going to be for weight savings, cosmetic reasons or sound reasons, which is always nice as well. Um, I think, <laughs> I think exhausts really fucking sell a car. Like when it comes to a car being modified, the right sort of exhaust can really set it over or it can tank the build. So I think it's going to be good that, um, you know, for the people who prefer their stuff quiet and low key and stuff like that, if they can run the sock exhaust and still make decent power if they want to, nice for them. But for someone like me, if I want to do something a little more, you know, a little more Big Mac, I have that option. The Trust car, now I'll admit, I, the way that the Trust car looks, I thought it looked better than the HKS car in almost every way, but they went the turbo route. So same thing, wheels, coilover, suspension, I think they did brakes. I think Trusted Brakes. I don't know if HKS did Brakes. Um, but they did all of that. Uh, turbocharged it. It was looking good, man. It was looking... It was just looking so crispy. It was just really, again... The whole point is... And I think if you are listening, I definitely think you should look these up. Take a peek. They're on Instagram. They're on YouTube. Anywhere. You got a phone. You got a device. If you're hearing this, you have the access to go look it up. Go look them up. Go take a peek if you haven't seen them yet. They really, more than anything, showed the potential of these cars already. And you have to realize, I'm just an old head that's going to lower it, put a lip kit on it, put an exhaust on it, keep it simple, not throw my warranty out the window, shit like that. But this hasn't even gotten to the people that make the wide body kits. You know what I mean? Rocket Bunny hasn't touched it yet. Uh, Rallybacker hasn't touched it yet. I'm pretty sure... You know, there's just going to be some people, regardless of whether or not I'm a personal fan of them, that are going to do a lot of crazy things with these cars. And this is just the early stuff. Again, this is on pre-production models. This is conservative tuning at this point. Give them a couple years. We're going to see a lot of stuff. Give the American companies some chance to get on them a little bit. We're going to see a lot of fucking stuff for these cars, man. If it was up to me, I'd see if I could at least put out a front lid for it. Yeah, who I gotta talk to? Anybody out there know how to... Y'all be working, but they make lips out of fiberglass, polyurethane. Who I gotta talk to, man? I got some ideas, man. Nothing too crazy. Just a little front lip. You know what I mean? Mirror performance. Little bash right there on the front so you know who you got it from. Oh, don't get me excited. You know, I'm thinking out loud, but I'm gonna have to go and do some research see what I can get done, y'all. You know what I mean? Anyway... <laughs> That's where we're at in cars. Um, everything else, I mean, not a ton of new news. Everything is the same old shit. Electric cars. Ford is putting out um, a new pickup truck, new small pickup truck, Ford Maverick. They did announce that. Doesn't look bad. Um, it's going to be a hybrid. Um, the base is going to be a hybrid front wheel drive. It's a unibody truck, so most trucks are body on frame. Unibody vehicles are what you're going to see in a traditional car, small SUV, shit like that. So the right configuration, max towing capacity is only 4,000 pounds, but if you need something where you just need to throw a little bit of shit in the back or tow some light like a couple jet skis, it's not bad. And the base front wheel drive version is supposed to get like over 40 miles to the gallon in the city. Now I don't know who's buying a little pickup truck in the city, but if you do a lot of city driving, man, that's better than like civics and shit that are out right now. That's very good. So even though I feel like that truck doesn't necessarily meet my needs. A slight evolution of that truck, I think, is something that's going to be perfect for me in the future. 
you know, I think if you're not a truck person, but you need a practical vehicle that could do things that trucks do sometimes without the inconvenience of being a fucking massive gas guzzling, hard to drive, hard to park vehicle, get you a little truck, man. If they can figure out between Hyundai putting out their new Santa Cruz truck and Ford putting out the Maverick, the Honda Ridgeline, if we can get more small trucks that can just tow a little bit, tow up to 5,000 pounds, they're a little easier to drive, a little less painful in the environment, a little less painful to fit into a parking spot, all that other shit. You know I mean, we all need those fucking little dick compensators out here. We just trying to, I want somewhere I can tow a car to the track, throw some tools and some tires in the back and keep it moving. That's it. That is it. Or if I need to, I don't know, buy a fucking piece of furniture. I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck goes in the back. I pay niggas. I need you to move some pay it. I need to order some tennis to the crib. So, I mean, aside from that, what I need a truck for. But, yeah, I think that's the last... Oh! Honda announced that the new Civic hatchback is going to come with a manual option even outside of the SI or Type R. So that sounds interesting. Not sure I'm going to be in love with the looks, but at least they're trying to keep a little bit of manual action in there somewhere. Gotta give him some clout for that. Gotta give him some respect for that. Otherwise, I think that's it. I think that's it for this one. I know I've been gone a little while, but, you know, I really appreciate everyone who, who, excuse me, I really appreciate everyone who's holding me down. Appreciate everyone who has been listening so far. And, you know, it's a process. We're growing, we're going through it. Life happens. And, you know, it's as long as you bounce back and keep moving. Also, if you have made it this far, tune in. I got a little something special dropping this weekend. Yeah, you know, I've been gone a while, but I can't just drop an episode like I wasn't gone a while. I got a little something else popping up on you this weekend. Keep an eye on your feed. Keep an eye on your subscriptions. You know what I mean? We're going to have a little little something special drop for y'all this weekend. It's a little something new, a little something experimental. But I think y'all might enjoy it. If not, let me know. Come on. The doors are open. I appreciate any and all criticism. But other than that, yeah, it's about that time. You know how this goes. Check me out on my socials. I'm Mac Nero. Anywhere you can find Mac Nero. If it seems like it's not me, report him. Get him the fuck out of here, man. Get that fucking imposter the fuck out of here. Mac Nero, Twitter, Instagram, technically TikTok, but I'm old. It's it. Uh, I really need to go figure out how to hire a fucking 22 year old to my TikTok pop. I swear to fucking God. Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, probably some video game too. If you see Mac Nero, you know the vibes. Matter of fact, if you see Mac Nero, ask him, are you an imposter, buddy? And if he doesn't know what you're asking, get him the fuck out of here. Thanks again for listening. I'll catch y'all next time.